I feel like a bar stool missing a leg. <laughs> we are missing an element. Yeah. Here on Listen and Learn or Not. She's off gallivanting somewhere. Gallivanting. I think it's like Salt Lake City. Oh, wow. She really is gallivanting. And what could she possibly be doing there? I don't know. Skiing? She's going to save the Great Salt Lake? She might She might be saving the Great Salt Lake. Oh, my God. I just read, well, I read two in a row, books about the Donner Party. Like, I got obsessed with the, the Donner Party going to California. Because I do traffic in California, and the roads always close. And it's been, you know, closed a lot this winter because the winter's been so bad. And yeah. there's actually a pass called Donner Pass, which is where all these people, like, you know, it's like pioneers, westward ho, wagons trying to go across the country. And... And everybody, I mean, they got into trouble and basically died in the mountains there. But where they really got into trouble was they thought they were taking a shortcut. And it ended up like they had to go by the Great Salt Lake and cross that desert, like cross the Great Desert of Utah. And that was the real problem was because they ran out of food, they ran out of water, everything was dying, they lost all their cattle. And then they got to the end of that, and they're like, woo, now we just have to hop over these mountains. And it was like, holy crap, there's all this snow, (laughs) you know? So... It's like, oh, my God, they were kind of plagued from day one. But now I can't think about the Salt Lake in the desert without thinking about the Donner Party. <laughs> I mean, didn't they watch Yellowstone? No kidding. <laughs> I know. It was the branch off. It was uh, 1883. 1883. Yeah. They, you right. know, they were warned not to take the shortcuts. Right. <laughs> and right. one of them was because of the mountains. That's right. Listen and learn, people. Or not. Or not. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first time just you and me. Are you nervous? I think it is. Uh, a little bit. I hope you like me. I hope you like me. We just won't have anyone to say, not to change the subject, but. <laughs> <laughs> or stop us from singing. <laughs> we could just do nothing but ABBA covers for the next 45 minutes and no one could stop us. <laughs> Wasn't that like our dream? Yes. <laughs> well, you, you know, I was at a concert last night and I think it was my first time being at the Moore Theater in Seattle. Oh my God, I haven't been there in like 25 years. I'm wrong. I saw John Party there right before right before I left Seattle, so I was there. I, I yeah. think I might have actually seen Jerry Seinfeld in concert there too mm-hmm. one time. It sounds like that would be the place he would go. Yeah. He yeah. wouldn't have been at the Paramount, right? Which is a little bigger. I don't know. He could have been at, Jerry Seinfeld probably could have been at the Paramount, but the more probably makes more sense as a stand-up venue. But anyway, yeah. who'd you see this yeah. time? Uh, ben Rector. Do you know who that is? I don't know who that is. He sings, whoa, 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 brand new. <laughs> That's oh, the only okay. song I knew. But he sings wow. apparently like some epic songs. And I mean, he filled the house. And Was this like date night? No, no. I went with my friend Kat. We just got free tickets from promotions. Right, so, yeah. But you know who I'm supposed to see on Monday, but I can't find anybody to go with because nobody really, nobody I know knows who she is. I know she's well known. Elle King. Oh my God, I love Elle King. Me she's too. She's a singer. Totally go. About a decade ago, she had that X's and O's song, and uh-huh. then she went country. You know, at least the, your country station played her. Uh, mm-hmm. I forgot the name of the song, but it was about beer and partying. <laughs> but... <laughs> really? On a country station? <laughs> no, Let me really? think if I could narrow it down. Do you remember the song and can you sing it? You know, beer and partying. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Hold my beer while I think about it. <laughs> No, I hope you get someone to go with you because El King is a she's a lovely singer. And you were you were just mentioning Yellowstone. I am so happy and amazed to see Lainey Wilson blowing up. She oh, yeah. was 
I remember, I mean, she's one of those like artists that I saw from the ground up. Not like, I'm not from, she's from like New Orleans or something, so I'm not like from where she is originally. Mm -hmm. But I remember her coming out on radio station tours and singing in our lobby with just her guitar. Yeah. And then I think she did one of the like, um, radio station like shows that we did where the artists come and either they either don't get paid or don't get paid very much but the, it's good exposure for them and just what mm. a nice down-to-earth person she was and how nice she was to all of us and how talented she was and we're like gosh I hope she makes it and then she got hooked up with Yellowstone and yeah. boom now all of a sudden she's commercially successful and she's up for a bunch of awards and I'm like mm. you go girl that's awesome we see her on commercials we see her on yes. Yellowstone she's the girlfriend yeah. of one of his ranchmen right so cool so yeah. I'm very very happy I like when the when they when they make good and she's genuine you know I mean yeah. we meet so many people with artifice that it's nice to meet people who are just genuine shout out to Lainey Wilson Whee! Well, one of the reasons why you and I wanted to like still meet this week, even though we don't have Lala, is um, because we were dying to talk about the Chris Rock special. <laughs> <laughs> and I wasn't sure if either of you were going to watch it, but you know, a year ago we were all baffled by Will Smith when he punched Chris Rock at the Oscars. A lot of people since were wondering why didn't Chris Rock do anything at the moment Come on, people. Really? You really want there to be a fight on, on the Oscars? No, he's not going to do that. One of them's classy. And I think it was Chris Rock. <laughs> In that moment, yeah, definitely. And 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 then people were like, why didn't he say anything? And and I think some of us were like, well, he's processing. And he might have even said that. And, mm-hmm. and then we started to think, well, you know what? He's probably saving it up because he's going <laughs> to wait and deliver it in one big show. And then you said that did. a year ago. Did you said that? that. Yes. You were like, oh, my gosh. Yay me. Back in March 2022. Maybe we'll, we'll play, even play a clip right here. <laughs> Remember that? Hi, this is younger Claire from a year ago. You sounded like that? I sound like Michael Jackson. <laughs> this is how I talked back in 2022. She was a wee lass. I think Chris Rock is saving it all up and he's going to do a big show about it in about a year, like right one week before the Oscars, and it's going to be live on Netflix. That's what I think. <laughs> I, I mean, I said something like that. Anyway. But I, I yeah. you know, it's funny. I think I'd, I'd heard it was going to be on and whatever, and I thought, oh, that'll that'll be fun to watch. And we went to a, uh, Sharon's uh, brother uh, retired. We went to a retirement party for him, and we, and we came home, and- my sister-in-law and her boyfriend flipped on the TV and I, I went into another room and all of a sudden I heard Chris Rock talking. I'm like, oh my God, that's Chris Rock. That special's on. So I mm-hmm. came in and I ended up seeing the second half. I saw like the back half of it with all the Will Smith stuff. And then I turned around and watched, right, as soon as I knew, this was live. And then as soon as it was like ready to consume, I went back and, and watched the first half. Um, and mm-hmm. it's like, you know, come for the Will Smith jokes, stay for the rest of the stuff. And um, the whole thing is good, I thought. I loved how he executed his feelings a year later. I think it's it's a great thing that he did it one year later and that he didn't have all these interviews. He did it his own way on the stage on a Netflix special. And, right. And I think he did it beautifully. Um, he did. Uh, it was like, and not to put too fine a point on it because there's a whole lot of bad words, <laughs> but it it was like an essay. I mean, basically, the title of it was Selective Outrage. Mm. He comes out talking about selective outrage and wokeness and in our society. 
And by the end of the show, he talks about the prime example of selective <laughs> outrage. He just, he fashioned it in between. There's a whole bunch of other stuff about his kids and his family, whatever, which is all really interesting. Yeah. Um, and funny. And I was laughing a lot. I, yeah, I agree with you. He just, he designed it perfectly. There, and there's so much to unpack. There is. His definition, and I wrote it down, was selective outrage is one person does one thing and they get canceled. But another person does the same exact same thing and nothing happens. Right. And he built it up to the point where, you know, he, he gives examples like stations will play Michael Jackson, but they won't play R. Kelly. Right. And same crime. One of them just got better songs. You know? <laughs> right. <laughs> he goes yada yada yada, and then it, he starts talking about the relationship between Will and Jada. Right, right, yeah. That's what he says. He said he he goes off on on Jada and her what he called entanglements. Before you think I'm saying anything, they've all said this, right? This is all stuff that the two of them have put out there mm. for everyone to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he goes he goes pretty hard in on Jada. I mean, I was a little Big. bit surprised that he (laughs) went that hard in on her but boy he did Mm. I was surprised too I was surprised too I thought "Uh uh-oh uh-oh I even started getting a little nervous because I'm thinking this may not go well this may not go well because the angle back then was more about him taking a jab at her looks right right and I just thought, oh, no, 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 no. I mean, was in your head going, no, no, no. Yeah, I was. Totally. <laughs> right. Here right. I am nervous for people that I don't even know. Right. But, and and in a night where he, he touched on a lot of things that made me nervous, he started to get into, like, trans and, and there was stuff about abortion and all of this oh, stuff, which yeah. in the end, Oof. in the end, I ended up agreeing with him or laughing at or going with him on just about everything he said, even in my uncomfort discomfort. But when he started really going in on Jada, I was like, oh, no, 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 back away, back away. <laughs> abort, abort. No, wait, wait, wait. Abort, don't abort, don't abort. abort. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. But yeah, he, he, he did. But like he said, they've, they've put this stuff out there themselves, although not in so many words, you know. And then his just, it really was something. And, and then it gets you thinking again about that whole moment about, you know, and we've talked about this a lot. I feel like, you know, my life, like if you're picturing yourself with like the remote and you're like, stop, rewind, stop, rewind. Yeah. I think about, you know, going back to the Oscars and he said he made the joke about Jada's hair and oh, yeah. G.I. Jane, whatever. And then he was ready to move on to the next joke. And and everybody laughed. Will Smith laughed, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody, Will Smith laughed at that joke. He did. And then when you see Jada's expression... And all of a sudden, Will's expression changes, mm. and then he goes up on stage and hits him, and then it's keep my wife's name out of your mouth and all that kind of stuff. There was a moment. There was a, a long moment of, ha, 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 mm. oh, wait, I not, need to let him not get away with that. I'm going to go be mad now, right? Mm-hmm. So this whole thing makes you rewind and go back, okay, what was it that made him mad, right? Like, right. was it... Why would he do that, right? If his outrage mm-hmm. was at his wife and he's taking it out on Chris Rock, you know, and this was yeah. a joke at his wife's expense, that's complicated. There was a, a whole story that, at a different angle that, I don't know if it was Will Smith explaining it, I think it was him, 
or people who knew him were explaining it right after it all happened, saying, well, he watched his dad. I don't know if it was abusive, but if we go back to our episode, I think we did talk about this, but he he felt like he could have done something for his mother at that time when he was young. Now that this happened and he's a grown-up, that was his time to help the woman in his life at the moment. Um, right. That was poo-pooed after Chris Rock during his selective outrage stand-up when he was like, uh, they were the ones who put this stuff out there. And who on earth agrees to an interview by the person who cheated on them? And that right. was so funny because he's like, so, I'm, I'm going right. to bleep all this stuff. We, but I just. Right. We can't say the words. We can't <laughs> but, say the but. words. But I just. Somebody's. How do you feel about that? Right. <laughs> and he puts the microphone to whoever's face, you know, and it was so funny because that's basically what. Red uh, Red Table Talk. Red yeah. Table Talk did. My eyes were like went big, and I'm like, oh my god, that is so true. Why didn't I think of that when all of this was happening? Because mm-hmm. everybody's emotions were shifting in so many different directions after that hit, after that slap. Right. You know, oh poor Will Smith is because of how he grew up. No, poor Will Smith because of what Jada did. No, oh poor Jada because Chris Rock. Poor Chris Rock. He just got smacked. Right. <laughs> poor everybody. Right. Who is the victim here? And that was another big piece of his show Mm, was about victimization and who's a victim and who's not a victim. Yeah. And he said, I was not a victim. Mm, And mm. I think he demonstrated that. Now, maybe here we are a year later and he's making, you know, making a crap ton of money off of it. But (laughs) he didn't go on Oprah. He didn't go on Mm -hmm. Gail. And Will Will Smith kind of had no choice but to apologize to at least try to collect his Oscars. Like two months later. Right. Like two months later. But then he put that victim spin on it, right? Right. So, and Jada is all about, you know, being a victim, whatever. But it's interesting. Yeah, it really is interesting. And and it was really, it's like, okay, he's a stand-up comedian, but he he hit a lot of cogent things, you know? Um, Yeah. But that victimization thing was, was very interesting. He talked about, he said, there are real victims in the world. There are people who do suffer tremendous you know uh, things that happen that befall them that happen to them and then there were people who just go oh you know they like cry for them and he talked about like yeah. uh how did when did white men become a victim you know oh. white, <laughs> at, at what point in their lives do white men think they've lost control of any part of this country and like the whole insurrection was white men trying to go take over the government from white men <laughs> like do they know who do they think's coming you know you know, he, he acknowledged, you know, there are real victims to, to, to care and support about, but too many people claim to be the victims or act like they are. And when the real victims need our help, no one will be willing to help. Right. And it, I guess it's lost its luster. And, and he gave a really great example. He said, we live in a world where emergency rooms are filled with patients with paper cuts. Yeah. Everyone's trying to be a victim. Right. 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 But I was also extremely interested in his take on Meghan Markle. What do you oh. think about that? Oh my lord. I was I was scared there too because I'm like, uh-huh. no, no, no. Don't say that with a lot of things that he said. My husband was like, well, you know what? I mean, he's a comedian and 
mm-hmm. he's kind of showing that he did not lose Chris Rock. He's he he's actually himself on stage. Maybe he has yep. a little bit of more oomph from the uh, from the whole slap and everything. But they're gonna be so not polite about how they say things and all that kind of thing. And I've gone to a lot of comedy shows and stuff. But yeah, Meghan Markle when he said. It's the royal family. Did you Google the royal family? Uh, they're the original <laughs> racists. And I'm like, ah! right. And he went all in. They invented slavery. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Colonialism. Right. And yeah, got a little scared. How about you? I did. I, I got very scared. Yeah. yeah. But I, I, I sort of, I have always been a big fan of Prince Harry. Yeah, and me I too. liked Meghan. And I have always been pro Harry and Meghan. But I got to tell you, the last few months... And and part of this, and I think the reason I'm thinking about this is a lot, was in addition to the Chris Rock special, I also recently watched the South Park episode with Harry and Meghan. Did you happen to see that? <laughs> no, I was wondering why was he kept on hearing about South Park. The upshot is that they 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 it's the 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 prince and princess of Canada, and they move to South Park because they want to live in a small town where nobody knows who they is. The upshot is, leave us alone, we want our privacy, and they spend 24 hours a day going all around the world on a private jet telling everybody how much they need their privacy. (laughs) We want privacy, we want privacy. And they they take over, you know, the neighborhood of one of the South Park kids, and they, like, hang all these signs, and they're outside with a bullhorn going, we want privacy, we want privacy. and so I've been thinking, like, that was kind of weighing on me. And I'm like, yeah, I, I kind of need them to shut up now. I mean, I really, they, their points are all good points, but they've really overmade them now. You know, that that's my mm-hmm. view, my, my personal view. So um, it, it was interesting because I was thinking the same thing, I think, when Chris Rock was like, she's sort of calling herself a victim of racism. Not that she's not a victim of racism, but because she is. But from th- their position, it she's successful in her career she's privileged now i don't she didn't wasn't born into privilege but Mm. she now lives a privileged life right Right. and so to like she's not being denied a job or housing or a child you know care for her own child right or questioned when she goes into a store or god forbid pulled over by a police officer none of those things are going to happen to her because she is the princess of england right yes you know and so it's it's hard and i think that's part of what chris rock was getting at you know he talked about you know racism and you know being black in in the white family but and he would even the funny thing he said was you didn't have a racism problem you had an in-law problem right, right? <laughs> um and and so it it it's it's a little bit difficult to see her as a victim of racism when you put it against the specter of of the kind of life that she lives now you know yeah yeah and I find myself, my sympathy for her eroding, which I hate because I really like them. And it's kind of, you know, being a human is complicated. It's not black or white. You can have both emotions. You can love someone, admire them, and then also be a little bit, you know, cringed by them. So some of the things that, I mean, I just thought he made some really good points about. One of them was America's got a problem right now. And they say, he said, they say we're addicted to opioids. And yeah, we are. But opioids are not the biggest addiction in America. The biggest addiction in America is attention. Uh-huh. I, I think I know. It feels like there are way too many people that are just needing attention. I need your attention. And I loved his needy voice that he kept on doing throughout the show. I need right. attention. I just need likes. You know? <laughs> right. This is me eating sushi like me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> but 
he, he points out there are four easy ways people get their attention fixed, satisfied. And one of them is, number one, show your ass. <laughs> Which, yeah, I mean, I think they those people get a lot more likes than most other people posting whatever. Two is to be infamous. So, you know, the worst things that you could see on video or post or anything. To be excellent, which is hard, so people are going to show their ass instead. <laughs> right. He said, yeah, be, you can be excellent like Serena Williams, but to be yeah. excellent, you actually have to get up in the morning. Right. <laughs> right. And that's too hard. Right. And then number four is to be a victim. And then that's why he went all through the whole victim thing. So... um he did such a, a great job. I think his timing was great. I just don't think it, it could have been better. Maybe all the bad words, but, you know, it's Chris Rock, so. Maybe, but, at, yeah, and after a while, it <clears throat> he had all the bad words, like pretty much every bad word you can think of. Yeah. Um, oh, totally. And, and the, the stuff about Elon Musk. Oh, boy. Like, we, we can't even start to repeat that, but it's really, 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 really funny. But it's really, it has really nothing funny. to do with Elon Musk or Twitter and everything to do with just being funny. But right. um, people don't understand, I, I, a lot of people, including myself, uh, how difficult it is to put together a set of stand-up comedy. Mm. It They make it look so easy. They make it look like they're just walking back on the fourth, fourth on the stage, handing there with a microphone, spewing off jokes, right? Right. And that was a long, what was it, 90 minutes maybe? Something like of, that. That's hard. And you have to get all those transitions in there and remember where you are. In fact, he actually in the live version screwed up a joke in the Will Smith section yeah, that I, I noticed that they mm-hmm. fixed in the, yeah. um, when you re-record it somehow, they edited yeah. it and they fixed it. And I'm like, oh, that's good. And it wasn't terrible, but it was it messed up the timing, right? He's like, oh, I screwed right. up the joke. And he even made a point of saying I screwed up the joke and then he went back and fixed it and yeah. whatever. yeah. And I remember listening to um, Jerry Seinfeld talk about, like, after he had left the show Seinfeld and he took a big break and then he started getting ready to do just some comedy clubs and ta- talking with another comedian about, well, how, how, how are you doing? He's like, well, I've got five minutes. He's like, I've been working for a couple months and I think I've got a good five minutes. And I'm like, five minutes, five minutes of standing up and Oof. talking. And it took him months to get that right so for chris rock to come up with all of what he just did in in a year is is pretty amazing and sure some of it they probably say off the cuff but not all of it you know um yeah and it's really hard and so i it's just it was like i said it felt like an essay like he really had a be a beginning and a middle and an end you know and a point to (laughs) to all of it the other place i i got uncomfortable was when he was talking about his daughters not so much what he was saying but that he was like if his daughters must be like 20 21 and he told a really interesting story about one of his daughters i'd be like shut up Not just the daughters, but the other students that got right, kicked right. out. Oh, my right. gosh. Ben- essentially, his daughter did something that she she and her friends went and did something that they got in trouble for and they got kicked out of school. And um, this is a rich, like, private school. And all of the parents went and were like, you know, you got to let my kid back in. And Chris Rock was like, no, actually, she did a bad thing. She needs to understand the consequences. Don't let my kid back in. And she's done fine for herself. She's like a chef in Paris or something. So it's not like, you know, her life was a detriment. I'm sure he knew what he was doing. Yeah. But I'm like, you think he has to ask his daughter's permission to, to say that? I mean, like off the record, do you think he oh. goes, okay, I want to tell this story? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. 
Depends on his relationship with the daughter, which it sounds like he's pretty tight. Um, yeah. I I would imagine he did that. It's just uh, the other students that got kicked out that were about to get back in. I think. Right. <laughs> oh, that was. I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, wow. they just lost a set of friends. They did. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. But I mean, yeah. but he would probably say I was my wife's friends, my ex-wife's friends. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was really brave because the the fact that it was a privileged school, the ratio of black and brown students there probably not high. Um, mm-hmm. At least the schools that I've been to. You know, what if what if it didn't? You know, I I I would think he would think my daughter is is uh able to be in this private school and we could save her from not getting kicked out and he let it happen because of principal because his daughter he felt like his daughter needed to to learn the real life just to just to learn from this and not i guess that her attitude back then wasn't great so right uh, remember the kid a few years ago that was uh got had a a, a defensive affluenza right like the lawyer and the family literally said, he, he's not a bad kid. It's just that he's privileged and he doesn't know right from wrong. And he, he, as I recall, he got away with it. Like, I don't even remember what the crime was. Right. But, you know, the, 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 the point was he, he didn't, he'd never had to hold consequence for anything. So why should he now? You know, this just mm. had this um, trial in South Carolina. They just happened this, this uh, murder trial of this very long, like longstanding legal family and kind of wealth and privilege and all that kind of stuff. Their kids, I just know from living over there and anecdotally, in addition to some of the things that came out in this trial, which has nothing to do with, with being murdered, but the one, the son who was murdered and his mother by their oh. father who was just convicted for it. And then there's another brother, too. There have been a lot of legal entanglements in this family for different reasons going back several years. But among them, I happen to know, like anecdotally, aside from everything that came out in the trial, that these are kids who got away with a whole lot of shit. They just got away with really? shit. Like, do a bad thing, daddy will fix it. Do a bad thing, daddy will fix it. And and never, like, got, okay, I should say allegedly. Um, you never really had to face consequences for anything. And one of the horribly tragic and unfortunate things that the son who was murdered, again, he shouldn't have been murdered, but something that he did was about five or six years ago, he and some friends when they were, like, 17, got very drunk on some holiday and uh, he was driving his dad's boat, and he crashed it, and someone was killed. Oh. Um, and he, you know, was drinking. He was underage drinking, which they had done forever and ever and ever and ever, and he was using, using his older brother's ID to do it, and everybody knew he did it, and the convenience store and the bar they went to for shots. You know, they're all, like, oh my you know, kids. And it's like there's a whole cascade of people that just let this kid get away with anything and, uh, you know, he was probably going to face manslaughter or some kind of charge. And then he was killed by his own father for a completely different reason. But, um, Crazy. you know, and I, it's like all of these things, Chris Rock, he's talking about this. And I'm like, he taught his daughter a lesson about privilege doesn't mean you get away with crime, you know. Right. And it was crime. It was whatever school thing. But still, yeah. you know. Yeah. It's very interesting. I never in my life would I thought think you and I would be sitting here talking for an hour dissecting the Chris Rock social theorist, but here we are. Yet here we are. I mean, for a long time, I've been really mad at Will Smith. And just like Chris Rock said, um, like, I've always been a fan of, of Will Smith. I loved 
a lot of his work. I loved his songs. Yeah. And when all that happened, it was such a disappointment if his music came on or if uh, any of his movies. I have. I still haven't seen the um, Serena Venus Williams movie. Um, you know about their dad. Uh, I still haven't, I haven't seen either. it, and I was going to, and then that happened, and I still. I mean, I've still not watched it, and I don't know if I want to. You know what I mean? I feel so bad because that night was supposed to be about the Williamses, and it just mm-hmm. now I'm just turning my head, and I hate it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so yeah. having said that, are you going to watch the Oscars Sunday? I think I will. Me too. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Prepare yourselves, people. Gonna watch every moment. You never know what's gonna happen. Right. Yeah. It used to be, oh, they might say the wrong word or the wrong name. Now it's who's gonna get punched. You know. <laughs> right, right. But they have a a crisis team, whatever that means. I wonder what they like. What is a crisis like to stop it from happening? Because that they can't do that. But or is it more like how to react after it's done? Like as I recall, last year they just went and asked. They made went and made sure Will Smith was okay. <laughs> and then they, before oh. they, I do like. Polly is just a school nurse or something, you know, just come to my office. I will take your temperature, get your blood pressure. Call your parents. Call your parents to pick you up. get you. Oh, man. Oh, dude. (laughs) But who's the, oh, Jimmy Kimmel's the host. That's right. Oh, cool. I like Jimmy. I like Jimmy Kimmel. Not to be confused by Jimmy Fallon. (laughs) <laughs> right. Who I also like. He's a good host too. Yeah. Here's what I found. Oh, sorry about this, Siri. I didn't. I didn't. Siri just decided to talk to us. <laughs> okay. Oh. What about? I don't know. Hi, something. Something about technology. Something information. <laughs> well. Well. Do you know what anniversary we're celebrating? No. It is the sixth anniversary of the greatest moment in the history of internet. Do you remember? <gasps> today. Yeah, I think today. Do you remember? a poli-sci professor who was being interviewed live on TV, and I think he was talking about democracy in North Korea. He was being broadcast from his home office, and the reason why we know it was his home office is because his preschooler walks in all happily with a lollipop, then rolls in their toddler with a baby walker, then you hear a slight startled sound immediately followed by his wife in a panic, grabbing their children, trying her best to hide, but she can't. And the guy's still doing the interview, trying. But all this craziness was happening beside him and behind him. And then the mom is like getting the children. And eventually she just had to drag the, the older one. And you could see all this happening. And then she gets them into the hallway. And then she still shows up to try to close the door. She's bowed down thinking she's hiding. But everybody can see the whole thing. It goes on and it on. Goes on, I know. And on. It's been six years since that very awesome moment. So So that was pre COVID. I know. I thought that was COVID times too. But that was pre COVID. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So look how far we've come because now it's all about, you know, kids and dogs and cat butts and <laughs> <laughs> like naked people behind. Naked people. You Oops, know, sorry, honey. Maybe in their pajamas. Sorry, dudes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, coworkers. He was he was a real pioneer of the family interruption. <laughs> yes. And his name, uh, Robert Edwin Kelly, the poli sci professor who went viral for that amazingly awesome moment at his home office. He was probably mortified and so embarrassed. Oh, and he now was. it's just like ugh, pish posh. Right, 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 right. Now we see worse. Now we look back at Janet Jackson and Justin Timberlake with the nipple thing oh, at yeah. the Super Bowl, and you're like, wow, we were upset about that. <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
that's nothing. That is oh nothing. God. But some of the best oh. live bloopers that we'd ever seen in our lives. That one. Yep. yep. <laughs> and yep, it's it six was. years old today. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Professor. <laughs> thanks, viral videos. <laughs> Do you remember, like, America's Funniest Home Videos was oh, actually videos. Like, you'd have to, like, mail a video <laughs> cassette into those people, and then they would have to edit it and show it, right? Like, now it's all just... It's just TikTok now, but you right, know, right. we actually had a show where you tuned in once a week to watch other people do goofy things that they had to put on VHS. That's just like mind blowing. What's a VHS? Just kidding. People, exactly. Anyone younger than, you know, gosh. Like, what? What is that? What well, is that? no, cassettes are retro now, so they might actually know what VHS is because people, because they like cassettes, so they might make that leap soon. Oh, yeah, but do they know what EPs are? No. I barely know what an EP is. <laughs> it's just a little audio cassette. EP. Right, but it was like EP was like uh, extended extended play, right? Like it wasn't an album, but it wasn't a single. It was like four songs instead of two or ten. But sides, remember sides? Like a record had a side, side A, side B. And then they had different RPMs. So you could have a record that plays 33. Those were usually the albums. There were 45s. Mm-hmm. There were usually the smaller little records. And if you had a, a 75, then you were like, yeah. Well, 75, nobody used 75, right? They had three holes in them. What? Seriously. Three holes? Little, the platter had three holes when it's actually 78 when those came out. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Yeah. I don't even know what we that is. Few. My parents dragged a few around of them, and they were thick. You could, like, kill somebody with a 78. <laughs> like in uh, oh, Shaun of the Dead. With her, with the, <laughs> you ever seen Shaun of the Dead? It's, no. it's a great zombie movie. Yeah. Oh, I'm they all use, about the zombies, too, but no, I haven't yeah. seen that one. They use record albums to decapitate people, <laughs> pretty, like Frisbees. It's pretty great. Oh, is it just one of their weapons? Yeah, they're just, oh, I can't remember if they're in a house or a record store and they just start grabbing albums and throwing them. No, no, not that one. That's the Rolling Stones. You know, just... Don't do that to Mr. Roboto. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Uh, how do we get on that? Oh, records. Oh, yeah, cassettes, yeah. Oh, America's Home Videos. Okay. American wow, Home Videos. Just... Oh, and yeah. um, rest in peace, Bob Saget. Um, oh, that one was yeah. a, a shocker, surprise, and not expected. Um, I always forget about it, too. Yeah. He was so goofy and had the worst corny jokes, I mean, but so lovable. Just so lovable. He could be really dirty, though. Did what? you ever see... Um, not oh, Bob Saget. That? I think it's called The Comedians. No, it's not The Comedians. It's called The... Oh, I can't remember. I can't remember the name of it, but it's a documentary. It's it's a complicated to describe it as a documentary, but basically there's an old joke going that goes around in circles of comedy clubs. It goes back, I think, to the 60s. It's a very, very dirty joke. And every comedian has a different way of telling the joke. And wow. it gets raunchier and raunchier and raunchier. And there's a documentary showing all these different comedians telling this joke. And you think, why would I want to hear somebody tell the same joke over and over again? Because they all do it differently and they all do it grosser. And Bob Saget's is like... The worst. Uh, known to be the worst. Oh my gosh. Joke. Funny. Funny. But like people were like, oh my God, I can't believe that was Bob Saget. It's not the comedians. I got it. Okay, I'm going to figure this out, and I'm going to tell you the name of it, and then you're going to look it up. You know, and um, and while you try to look it up and everything, I, you know, that is the kind of thing, like, now I'm like, oh, my God, no, don't you say that about my Bob Saget. But then, you know, it's kind of like, you remember Casey Kasem, wholesome, and he talks about the music. He did the top 40, made a little long-distance dedication, and then, bam, 
we hear an air check of him saying some some bad words because of this long distance dedication that was just like, I am so s- <laughs> and, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, no, you can't say those words. No, Casey, no. Yeah. All right, I found it. The movie oh. is called The Aristocrats. That Aristocrats. was a cartoon from Disney. No, that's The Aristocats. Please don't get them confused. Because one of them you do not want to show your children. Okay. Yeah. Oh. The Aristocrats. It's it's both the name of the joke and the name of the movie. So there you go. Okay. Yeah, the Aristocats is, oh my God, I love the Aristocats. Yeah, you know. We are Siamese. If you please. <laughs> oh no. And then was that, you know, was that considered, yeah. you know, not PC or, you know? Probably. Yeah, Woo! probably. Yeah. There's probably a bunch of stuff in there that's not PC. Dang, dudes. Man. I know. Man. I know. It's hard. Have you seen where they've been um, updating and rewriting classic books to make them a little less less um, cancel culture-y? Oh. Like um, Roald Dahl and like, you know, like Ch- uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory instead of, you know, Augustus Gloop isn't like a big fat, fat. slob anymore. Yes. Now he's like now he's largely plump. built or something. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Oh, no. It's interesting. And their estates are going along with it. You know, I mean, they're Whoa. all like, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Change the words. And I get it, but I also like how do you how do you know where to stop? You know, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that because it's like you know the authors. A lot of the authors aren't alive right now, and it just doesn't. They were trying to make a point in their own artsy way, I guess. So right, oof, right. yeah, that's a hard yeah. one. That's a yeah. hard one. Yeah. Um, anyway, okay, I gotta go. I'm all so right, sorry. all right. Yes, well, let's let's say goodbye and Miss Life Coach Lori, we miss you. Hope you have you. a good trip. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Where can we find you on the social media, Claire? I am on Twitter, at Claire Beverly, C-L-A-I-R-E-B-E-V-E-R-L-Y. And where can we find Life Coach Lori on the social medias? She is on Facebook at Life Coach Lori, L-A-U-R-I-E. And where can I find myself? Yes, where can we find you? I can find myself on Twitter <laughs> at Amanadee. Hi. All right. Well, this is Listen and Learn or Not. We did it. I always had to be so good, no one could ignore me. Carve my path with data and drive. But some people only see who I am on paper. The paper ceiling. The limitations from degree screens to stereotypes that are holding back over 70 million stars. Workers skilled through alternative routes rather than a bachelor's degree. It's time for skills to speak for themselves. Find resources for breaking through barriers at tearthepaperceiling.org. Brought to you by Opportunity at Work and the Ad Council.